For this episode of Crossing the Streams, I'd love to welcome our guest, Fireheart GTV. Hello, how's it going? Good. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we were talking before uh, this this whole thing. Before we go too much further, I would love to just get a quick description of uh, you and your channel and what what your Twitch uh, community is all about. Uh, well, I like to describe my stream as chaotic chill. Um, I am easily distracted, so there's often uh, a lot of uh, laughter around that. Um, but um, we mainly do brick building. It's not how I got my start on Twitch. Um, I was originally streaming games. I do occasionally do games, but mainly it's just uh, my Sunday brick builds. But my my main focus is like intending to you know, have a place for everybody to come hang out, chill while they're doing other things, chat if they want to, you know, just hang out. Before we go too much further, uh, one of the things that kind of came up before we started was what your handle is or where it came from. So because uh, you, you're saying that there's a there's a story with uh, how that goes. Sure. Yes. Uh, well, my my name, Fireheart, actually comes from uh, it's a nickname for one of my favorite book characters in my favorite book series, Throne of Glass. Um, the character's name is Aelin. So um, you'll hear people call me Aelin, see it in chat. Uh, it's kind of a fantasy elf. It's got elves and fae and like all kinds of stuff like that. But it's like a strong uh, book with a strong female lead who is basically like she was a princess. And then her, like a, just a quick description, her yeah, yeah. parents were killed. And she's the last remaining of her line. So she's hiding out and gets trained as an assassin until she's ready to take back her throne. So, yeah, it's just it, I really love the the story. I, I think that's a really cool I've, I had never heard um, of of your handle before. And I actually remember mm -hmm. thinking when because uh, I, I think my first interaction with you was when you raided me. I was wondering where, where that came from. And I always feel like I don't know how to ask that thing. So I totally use this show, full disclosure, as an excuse to ask about Twitch handles and where it comes from. So that's where the channel name comes from. And then you go by Aelin uh, when people refer to you online. Correct. Awesome. Yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, you were saying how you do a lot of Lego now on your streams, but that's not how uh, it kind of started. What kind of got you going on Twitch and what was what did that look like if it wasn't Lego? Uh, well, initially, uh, my uh, significant other's best friend's wife encouraged me to start up on Twitch. She was uh, she streams. She still streams. She was streaming games at the time. And uh, she encouraged me because, you know, at the start, I started streaming during COVID, like at the beginning, pretty much mm -hmm. like I am a very, like, I like to be, be outdoors. I like to travel. I like to be everywhere. So I was shut in as everybody else was. Um, and I was having a hard time with it. So Twitch kind of became my way to, to meet new people and to socialize while we were all going through that whole mess. Um, I started out just streaming. I think the first game I streamed was Human Fall Flat. Uh, with my significant other. So we just like, just things like that. Uh, and then it slowly transformed into initially like I, a big story of how I got started. I kind of talked a little bit about it um, on my last stream, 
But at first, I, I kind of had the idea of wanting to do brick building. I thought, you know, it was really it was a really cool idea. And at the time, I was friends with somebody who kind of like helped guide me in a little a little bit of a way with, with regards to Twitch because I was brand new to everything. And they had actually told me, oh, no, that's that's not going to work out. Nobody's going to want to watch that. N- nothing like that. And then I just happened to be watching another streamer who rated your nerdy girl. And wow. I, that's how I kind of got started in the brick building community. Cause I met her and I was like, she's doing brick builds and, and everybody loves it. And she loves it. And like, that's kind of, yeah. you know, so I was like, I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I pretty much all I do now, I do, I do occasionally do games, but this is, it's where I feel most comfortable is in the brick building community. And everybody's been like so awesome and welcoming. So it's just been a great experience. That that's really incredible that uh, you were actually told that people weren't going to maybe even watch that. I, I can't believe that that would be the feedback someone gets. I think honestly, I mean, they, they obviously didn't know about the existing Lego and brick building Twitch community or else I don't think they would have said that. But it's incredible because even I would say in the history of, of Twitch brick building, even five five to six years ago, it was a thing. It was certainly wasn't as much of a thing as it is now, but mm-hmm. uh, it's always existed and it steadily uh, has grown since then. And then you, when you bring the pandemic into the the whole thing, you, you find that it just kind of skyrocketed there. Now we have several, like hundreds of people who do brick building throughout a given week. That's really incredible. So just one day you raided into your nerdy girl and then you're like, oh, someone's actually doing this. In terms of uh, brick building itself, because you were thinking about doing that before streaming, what was it like with Lego? What was your history with it uh, up until then? I actually, um, I've, I had Lego as a kid, uh, but I didn't have any of like the theme sets. My mom literally just bought like a bucket secondhand and for me and my brother was just like, here, have fun. Uh, so my exposure to theme sets was very limited as a child like I didn't even know they existed probably until my my early (laughs) 20s um and so what got me back into it was actually uh the Disney castle the giant one and I was like and I bought that but I have I still have yet to put it together okay it's sitting in my storage (laughs) right now uh but it kind of got me started and then so we I've just I got addicted to Lego from I think I, I think it was like 2013, 2014 when I got back in into Lego. And now all I do is theme sets. So Yeah. Is there a particular theme that you're really into uh, over others? I'm really into like, I don't do a lot of them on stream, but I'm really into city build. I've been collecting cities for, for the day that I have my space and I can build my city. So yeah. I have different sets like that. I'm constantly picking up. I've done a few, but usually I don't build it because I'm waiting until I can have it all placed. And like, I have, I have so many plans in my head that I'm working through every time they come out with something new. I'm like, Oh, I need that for my city. That's really cool. City city's a good one. And I feel the same way you do where, you know, I think, I think a lot of city sets are cool. Uh, Like you, I feel like if I were to keep building those, I would love to actually have, a space for it to all kind of just exist and exist in one place i don't have like you know like some folks have literally a, a room for their lego city i i just i don't have that but maybe one day that's a long-term goal for me 
I, I agree. I'm actually I'm actually going to be moving next weekend. And so I'm trying to decide, hmm, do I want to set up my background in my bedroom and then have a <laughs> room just dedicated to Lego? Or do I want to do half Lego, half stream room? That's that's going to be cool, I think, regardless of which direction you go with, uh, you know, streaming brick building. How how long ago was that when you started doing it? Um, I want to say I started in October or August of last year. Mm-hmm. My my first set, I think, actually was I don't think I, I get I get it confused. I think it was the Lego Jurassic Park, the T-Rex with the T-Rex gate. Mm. But um, there there was another thing that I built. I don't I don't remember exactly which set was my first set. So once once you find someone who's actually doing it on twitch you know you see the mm-hmm. the precedent set uh it kind of gives us all permission to go oh i can do that too right like uh, yes what was it like for you to go from games and start doing brick building like how was that transition uh well at first it was slow i was still like when i first started out streaming i was doing like three streams a week um, and then so I, I basically knocked out one of the game days and made it into a Lego day. And then I was like, oh, I'm only going to do this like every other weekend, you know, just in case it does fail. you know. And everybody's <laughs> like, I'm out of here. And but actually, like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to I'm just going to do it every other week. And then everybody's like, why why would you do it every week do it every sunday because i had started i had actually started on sundays uh, and everybody's like this is so cool like i can literally just sit here and like listen to you while i'm doing this or that sunday chore or or, you know and chat when i can chat and like that kind of thing so it's like oh okay i'll do it every week then (laughs) when you uh when you started streaming in general was there any kind of particular things that uh, felt were challenging or or kind of hard to get used to when you first started it really is really and something I kind of struggle with now even to this day is that remembering to talk (laughs) because sometimes (laughs) I'll go off in my own little world and then I'm like I haven't said anything for five minutes what am I doing yeah, so it's really the talking. It took a, it took a while to get used to like talking, uh, basically at my computer. Uh, but once I did, it's fine. It's just like we're, now it's remembering to talk. It's like okay, okay, what are we gonna say next? What are we gonna say next? We yeah. we can't just sit here and have them staring at us while we're putting Lego together. Do you have any any tricks or or things that you do to kind of help you help you remember to do that? I uh, I would say just just practice like off stream practice just talking to yourself practice if you have a good inner monologue going with yourself you're you're gonna do just fine you know when you stream is there anything in particular that you've found challenging or difficult as you continue to build lego mainly what i try to focus on now and i'm trying to get better at it as well because i i just is trying to make that connection with people who come, the new people that come in mm. um, and, and make them want to come back. That's something that I really want to like work on and like, you know, make sure that I'm focusing on welcoming everybody that comes into chat. And I talk to them for a little bit. I try to get a little bit of discourse coming on. And then, but I also, at the same time, I'm like, if you're just here to lurk, cool. 
yeah. you know, because I love I love my lurkers as much as I love my talkers, you know. Yeah. They're they're here day in and day out. So lurking lurking is is an interesting thing in that you never want to make people feel like they can't, but then you also want to be able to like hopefully get some engagement. So it's one of those things yeah. where you're um trying to ask questions to chat. I think that's always one of the toughest things for me to do is thinking of like yeah because like all like uh, the way i do it i wait the way i try to do it i practice to do it is that like yeah i will i'll ask a question and then i'll provide the answer to my own question yeah gosh i think especially if you're brand new it tends mm -hmm. to be unnatural a lot of the time like uh, often yes unless you have already some kind of history in broadcast, whether it's like radio or TV or things like that. Uh, I think save, save that like, for, like it's really tough to like kind of sit down and start, <laughs> start streaming. Do you have like, do you have any, any like things that you wish that you knew, you know, kind of going into it that would have helped you? get there faster that's that's a tough one yeah. um i would i think what i wish i knew going into it to just be yourself just be yourself no matter what like you see all these other people the really successful people on on twitch um and they you know they pull they're pulling in thousands and that stuff like so you get stuck, caught in the comparison game but just don't do that just just be yourself and it's something i even i struggle with sometimes like reminding myself just be yourself don't get caught up in the comparisons because comparison is the thief of joy so it's just it's really important when you're streaming to do what you enjoy not what you think other people want to watch per se it's good to find a nice balance but at the end of the day you want to enjoy what you're doing because if you enjoy what you're doing it'll be reflected in your stream that's definitely that's definitely wise wise words there you know be enjoying what you're doing be passionate about what you're doing which leads me to the next question what about building lego on stream uh do you and you enjoy what about that whole act of streaming lego like what are those pieces that really make you want to keep doing it i think think the the big thing that keeps me going is that i want to share it like i feel like whenever i'm streaming a build that i essentially look at it as the person the people are sitting right here next to me and they're building along with me so i just it's i want to share that's and that's a big part of why I had started gaming like I when I was gaming I only I did mostly like indie games and unknown games because like that's what I love the most like I love the puzzle games and things like mm. that um and I love to share so that a big part a big part of streaming for me is sharing something that I enjoy like giving a piece of something that I enjoy and sharing it with chat what was your go-to when you were playing games? Were there any particular... I'm, I'm just curious. I know this is a complete detour from the conversation, but what, what kind of things... Uh, what, did you have like a favorite game or one that you would go back to all the time? Or was it just uh, different indie or smaller games as you went? Yeah, different. just different indie. Like, I, I really love pretty games. <laughs> like, one that I was working on recently uh, was called Lost Ember. And uh, oh. you're basically a box like your reincarnation um and you're trying to you know 
basically figure out what happened um, and, you know, move on, pass on. Uh, but there's like a lot of games that like have like story and stuff. So there's not like one particular game um, mm-hmm. that I could sit here and recommend games for days, depending on your <laughs> life. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I do like I like puzzle story games. I do. I still want, sometimes stream the mainstream stuff, but I usually like mm-hmm. the little unknown. Like one I'm in love with right now is Super Liminal. I don't know if you've ever watched or played that one. I've heard I, of it. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. Why why this why the smaller games over the ones that are more mainstream? I just honestly feel like often that they're they're better games and there's a I don't know, a bit more creativity, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to say, but kind of at the same time, no, because you know, the big games are like I said, they're still enjoyable, but I feel like there's a lot of like unknown really really good games out there that people don't know about because it was made by a small company and not you know bethesda or something like that yeah you know with with smaller games there's kind of that freedom in a way right because when Mm -hmm. when you kind of become a bigger game company or a Mm well-known uh franchise or ip uh you start kind of getting expectations around what you make right or they Mm -hmm. expect like the next iteration of this big game that you've already released, which then makes, yep. obviously you want to innovate, but there's almost less freedom to do something interesting. Whereas in the indie world, you're, you're generally, the, in, the indies generally make the thing that they just want to make because they're not under any kind of pressure to actually mm-hmm. deliver something that they've potentially have delivered before. I like that. I like that aspect of what, what, how you approached streaming uh, before you know with 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 games is there any kind of that particular concept of hey i like to st- i like to stream games that aren't widely known does that carry over into like your brick building in lego or how do you approach deciding on what kind of builds that you do when you stream uh brick building um honestly it's just really what i feel like i've done so far i've done like two jurassic uh park builds because jurassic park is like one of my favorite Mm-hmm. franchises you know let's let's forget about it after three you know but <laughs> two was kind of like no two let's forget about two completely um but jurassic park one like i could watch that movie over and over again so i really I d- i've done two of those builds so far uh yeah. sometimes i just do like like i did i just finished the big massive atat not that long ago uh so it just it's really just what I'm feeling like I have like yeah. I have like a stack of sets where I'm like I'd like to share this with stream and then I just pick yeah. and choose from whatever I feel like I want to do next basically yeah you, you by looking at the sets behind you I, I I see that there is just kind of a, a a wide variety of like different types of builds uh if, if you're listening to this and you don't see it yeah there's you know I see the starry night set behind you as well I like that, you know, there's a, a whole variety of what, what you got going. And I mean, it sounds like it's whatever, whatever sounds good to you. How big is your backlog out of curiosity? <laughs> oh, <laughs> You don't have to answer it if it makes you uncomfortable. We, we actually, I, I got a little bit of flack about this from chat. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I I have a lot. So there's there's no there's no shortage at all of sets to come, 
and like you said a moment ago you you build what you know sounds fun at the time which is really good mm -hmm. do you have any particular like a white whale like a set that you've you've always wanted but haven't haven't gotten yet and you're just hoping to get it someday actually no i mean if we're talking about retired sets probably but i try not to look yeah. in that direction too much because you yeah. know once it once it uh, goes out of stock for lego permanently it skyrockets in price uh but i will say one that i acquired recently that was it was a pretty big purchase but i just had to have it was the lego bookshop oh yeah um because i had been i'd been looking at that one and i and Kind of how I feel about it is, is that like I, I, I've obtained a lot more Lego in the last year, like here and there, because I'm so scared that things are going to go out of stock because what, of what happened with the bookshop, because yeah. I kept waiting. I was like, no, I can wait. I can wait. I can wait. And then next thing I know it's gone. And yeah. then it's like, but I want it. You know, there's that, there's a definite fear of, I've had that same feeling when it's like set's been out for a little while and then i begin mm. to question whether or not it's gonna disappear soon and i haven't heard yet and i can't find anything mm. on it and then it's gone so they're, they're definitely sets for me that have have been that way where i'm like you know i should really just pick it up before they stop making it in terms of lego and, and twitch and kind of this whole space that we're in are there any people or streamers in the space that you really look up to or get a lot of inspiration from uh well as as far as as twitch goes like i said i was introduced by your nerdy girl um so i'm i'm kind of in that that circle a bit and there's been a lot of things where you know she's in, inspired me to make changes and then there's also been like off the top of my head, I probably couldn't name them, but there's been game gaming streamers that have been like that have, you know, yeah. kind of inspired me to do different things. And I'm like, oh, that that would be a good idea. I should, you know, in, instate that and just some yeah. things like some sometimes people just like they put those ideas in your head. and It's like a light bulb comes on uh, as far as like the like or not the Lego, but the the gaming uh, side of things. Are there any particular people that you really enjoy learning from or kind of looking at it and, and realizing oh yeah I could totally uh, like they've taught me a lot uh so I I don't know if you've heard of uh I'm probably gonna butcher this L it's LJM uh he's also on YouTube as well he does a lot of like streamer um like how-to videos um, he actually does stream on Twitch, um, but most like how I found him was YouTube because yeah. I was like, you know, looking, you know, because you always want to do your research, but like, how do I do this better? You yeah. know, so he he he's actually a pretty fun person to watch and he and to interact with and, and talk to. Are there any people on Twitch that you tend to like to watch a lot, not including uh, LJ? Uh, well, I am. I Actually, like whenever I first started, I got involved with um, a community of people. And so I still watch a lot of the the people that I initially like started playing games with and streaming with and stuff. So mm -hmm. one of my one of my all time favorite gamers is is or Twitch people to watch is is Kishu Kyralia. Um, mm. She doesn't do builds, but she does play a lot of different games. And she also um, does she is a dog groomer so sometimes she'll groom her dog on on stream and stuff so she's just a really good friend and i love to 
to watch her. That's yeah. really cool. I've never I've never seen dog grooming on Twitch, but you know, the more I hear about stuff like this, the the less uh surprised I am because I just feel mm -hmm. like there's more and more things that people are doing that I would consider out of the ordinary for Twitch. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. That's definitely cool. Have you ever thought about doing uh, something really different with your own Twitch channel? Are there things that you're considering introducing or maybe think maybe I should do that sometime? Yeah. Yes. Uh, in particular, um, I did notice it's a very small amount, but I, w I saw it uh, whenever I was browsing the, the, art uh section and i was like oh, i should do that but there are people on twitch that they color they literally color in adult coloring books and just yeah. talk with people i'm like i do that already i should just i should just jump for it oh that's such that's so great you know i noticed someone doing that in the art category uh a, a week or two ago and they were doing mm -hmm. just what you described they had the top down the top down camera actually not unlike some of our the lego setups out there it's just a camera overhead pointed down at the desk but they were they were coloring i remember thinking i've never seen that before and it's incredible that there are some of these streams where yeah like people trying different things i think you should try it i think you should do it let me know how it goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm going to do it eventually one of these yeah. days it'll happen so do you do, do you do different coloring books nowadays? Is there ones that you you do, obviously off stream? Yes, I actually uh, majorly do like a floral or like ocean life because I'm actually a certified scuba diver. I love to be in the ocean. Yeah. Um, even though, despite I am afraid to drown, so tell me how that works. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, I love the ocean. And I love like. Um, Seeing animals in their natural habitat is is a really fun thing for me. So I love yeah. to go to like the zoo. Well, even though that's technically not their natural habitat, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I like to see animals doing their thing. Um, and then like, so I watch a lot of like, uh, I used to I used to like binge watch Animal Planet, like anything on Animal Planet I was watching whenever uh, I had cable because I just I love it. Kage in the chat does ask, what is your uh, favorite animal in the ocean? Uh, sea turtles. I actually have a sea turtle tattoo. And I got to, I did get to dive with a sea turtle once. And I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. I, need to, I need to do it again. That's really awesome. The, the, the scuba diving mm -hmm. comment made me, made me think, are there any, and maybe this is one of them, are there any details that, uh, or, or just interesting facts about you that they have never really come up with your Twitch chat that they may not they may not know but you you think would be interesting for them to know about you. Ooh, I I am pretty much an open book when it comes right. to the Twitch like I'll I'll talk about anything like even my obsession, my Disney obsession like <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed with with Disney but I do I do talk a lot about diving in the ocean and cuz I've actually dove with sharks and like stingrays and all kinds of stuff like I need to plan another diving trip soon for sure. Yeah. While you've been um, kind of getting established on Twitch and, and building your community, is there anything about your community that you, you particularly really enjoy and, and that you would never change? I don't know how I did it, but I have happened to attract like 
some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Like I just, I love my community so much. They're, they're kind, they're accepting. And that's kind of like a big thing for me is I want everybody to feel like they're welcome um, Mm -hmm. to join my stream. And they're, it's just, it's a great group of people. It's a variety of people because like, you know, I'm all over the place, mm-hmm. but you know, they're, they're just, they're really awesome. I love my community. That's really, that's really awesome. I, I like that, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, they're, they're kind of a, a collection of different interest types of people because of your history as, as a, as a Twitch streamer. What do you think about that? has has brought a lot of those people you know back uh, regardless of your content like what do you what do you, what do you feel like is kind of the big thing that brings them all together honestly i i don't know like i'm <laughs> i feel so blessed yeah <laughs> i feel so blessed like because i you know i struggle with with anxiety so my whole thing sometimes is that oh gosh everybody hates me nobody wants to talk to me like but then these people come back they come back over and over again and I'm just like maybe I am okay yeah (laughs) you know so it's just like I like I said I just try to make it as welcoming you know and you know chill for people tell me like I'll ask people I'll ask like I'll be lost my mods will be like what what, does anybody like me i feel like nobody likes me and they're like we all like you we all like you you are a likable person so sometimes i struggle with that i try like i said i just try to to be my best for for everybody when that camera hits go live you know i think that's something we all struggle with because it's really easy to to question it i think i think it's because you know we're, we're here we're streaming and the feedback that we get as creators and streamers is really kind of isolated to like the chat you know the chat box and maybe a little mm-hmm. viewer count and it makes it really tough to kind of process that like you know that people are in chat you know they're coming back but then you you have the the question of like why are they here or why are they still coming i think that's really a good thing to just kind of stop and think about because as 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 we i think as time goes on and we kind of continue to build up these communities it's always easy to ask why are you why are you here right but obviously i think i think it it always boils down to the connection that you know we make with our with our communities and the people in them and and really in some in some way we found through through this weird thing on the internet right that we found a way to Mm -hmm. connect with them whether it's uh love for lego and brick building or for games that we've played, or just you had a really interesting conversation uh, one day, and and that kind of brought them brought them back the next time. Yes, and it's I've met so many like great people. It it's been really awesome on Twitch. I've met I've got a lot gained a lot of like really good friends as a result of of Twitch and and brick building. So it's it's been a really awesome experience. What are your uh what are your thoughts on you know there's there's a lot of these conventions that have I mean TwitchCon has come back uh what are your thoughts on this whole thing of like like the fact that we're we're in this this time where you can build an online community whatever size it might be and then there's this potential for you all to just kind of meet up randomly 
uh, one day. Mm -hmm. Like what, what is that like for you as someone who has a community of their own? I mean, exciting. I've actually already met uh, at least one person from my community. Kishu, like I said, Kishu Kyralia, who was talking about it a little bit earlier. Um, she actually came for a visit not that long ago. I mean, I view a lot of a lot of especially the the people that I've gotten to know on Twitch, I view them all as friends. So it's like meeting a friend for the first time and mm -hmm. it's just really exciting experience. I would love it. For me, it's very surreal uh, in that I've been mm -hmm. I've been to a couple Twitch cons myself and uh, uh, every time I, I meet someone that I've probably talked to on a very regular basis through my streams or on discord or things like that. Cause we've somehow met through Twitch and, and every time it's still pretty amazing because you, you know, you perhaps have already shared hundreds of conversations with these people, but never face to face. And then one day you're just, uh, you're hanging out next to each other and mm -hmm. like, it's, it's like nothing has ever changed or that, uh, you've always known each other. Um, uh, I think, I think it's pretty cool to like, think about kind of the power of these online communities you know how 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 powerful it can be as a member of of the the twitch brick building community you know now that you've kind of been in it for a little while what are your what, what are your thoughts on just kind of the community as a whole yeah it's it's really grown like it it was it was a very scary thing for me to like branch out at first like I did hop right in but it still it was it was very scary it was like I'm not sure how this is gonna go but I've just every time I meet a new person and even like newer like when when a new person shows up I'm like come on in let's let you know come come be a part of the group because it's yeah. just it's it's an awesome community it's like it's one of the best communities I've I found on Twitch, you know, you know, yeah. of course I may be a little bit biased because I love Lego, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's been an awesome experience. I've never felt as welcome as, as I have been in, in a community as I have here in, in Lego and, and brick building. Is there anyone on Twitch that you really would love to co-stream with or do some kind of form of collaboration for content that you uh haven't gotten to do uh well i do i have co-streamed in the past but i would be like actually whenever my uh friend kishu came in she actually was on stream with me like she hmm. i was gonna like cancel for the weekend i was like i'm just gonna spend time with her she's like no let's build so she actually was there helping <laughs> me do the build and i thought that was really awesome like yeah. as far as i would love to like i don't have like probably any one particular person but i think it would be pretty cool to like co-stream like two people were both building the same thing but we're yeah. in two different places and then yeah. maybe like or do, make it make it like a race out of it see who can build it the fastest or or something like that i think that would yeah. be pretty cool there's definitely room for that, I think. I think there's um every so often you see a little bit of that happen and then it just kinda mm -hmm. then you know, you see like a blip of it and then nothing for a while. But mm -hmm. I would love to see more stuff like that for sure. Whether it's like a you're both you're both streaming and you're building the same thing, or you're like you said, even racing uh to see who can who can finish a, a build the fastest. With with the Lego community continuing to grow, do you have any thoughts on where where it's going? I just would. I think there's nowhere nowhere for us to go but up. 
Um, right. And I really love like through the brick building community, we actually like me personally as well have inspired more adults to get back into Lego because Lego is just not for kids. That's you'll talk to people out on the street and they'll, they'll be like, Oh, Lego's for kids. No, it's, it's not. Have you seen some of these builds? Yeah. <laughs> Lego is most certainly for, you know, they, they have, they do have their kid lines, but they also have, you know, uh, adult lines. So I've inspired a few people to get back into building again. And that's, you know, that's been really awesome. And I would like to see more of that because yeah. you know, Lego is, it's, I love it. You're definitely right with, especially in, I would say the last couple years, they've really like Lego has really gone after the, the adult, the AFOL uh, audience, you know, with a lot mm-hmm. of the things that they've been releasing. Also really interesting to see that they're they're not only going hard on that side, but you're also seeing kind of more references to mainstream things that you wouldn't necessarily expect a Lego set of. They've always, I mean, they've done Star Wars for a really long time, but then you start seeing some really deep cuts like Horizon Zero Dawn, like a video game set. Mm-hmm that you would like I would have never I mean it makes perfect sense when you see that Lego set I would have never guessed that that's the thing that they would do is there any is there any kind of theme or set that you would like to see from Lego Mm -hmm. that you would like to see them actually do but has not yet existed well there is one that's actually in the works from my understanding that I'm super excited about which is the Hocus Pocus set yeah, so they're they're supposed to be working on a Hocus Pocus set, which again is no, another one of my favorite movies. I would really like to see them do Legend of Zelda, but again, I'm I'm a huge fan. So if they did yeah. like a Triforce Shield or something, I would be all over that. Or like you know the the yeah, yeah. you know, I would love it. I would love to see them get more into like because I mean they already do Super Mario, so it would be really awesome to see them do you know Zelda as well. I'd love a Legend of Zelda set. I think that mm-hmm. if if they if if they announced one of those tomorrow, I would be like, "How soon can I buy this thing?" Because I I love Legend <laughs> of Zelda. It's one of my favorite games. Like mm-hmm. they like all the way back to the original. Always loved it. That's actually how I got my start gaming. Um, I was yeah. gaming on the NES. Um, as a child, and so I'm like so full of nostalgia for the the super mario sets and for mm-hmm. especially with the new peach set that came out uh yeah. and it has the castle from super mario in 64 yeah. like i was all over that like i i love uh the retro games because you know that's what i played as a kid what do you think of that new bowser set that's coming oh. like in fall add to cart oh yeah you're gonna <laughs> get it cart. Oh, yeah it cool. looks super cool yeah so <laughs> I, I'm very convinced that will be a like day one purchase for me in terms of like mm-hmm. as soon as I'm able to. And what's really interesting, it's got a lot of like puppeteering aspects oh, it to does? it. Yeah, like you can control, you can make Bowser move in certain ways that are more like a puppet than anything. It looks good and it just looks good too. Like it's, I'm looking forward to it. What I would like to see them add to the super mario sets like the course sets mm-hmm. they need to add a bowser that like you can um, actually like use like they have the mario and the luigi and the peach right and the yeah. yoshi like why don't we have a yoshi yeah actually i'm very surprised that we don't really like have a stand i'm sure it's in the works i'm sure yeah yeah 
there's so many there's so many ways a lego lego can go do you think that there's anything more that lego themselves could do to get more people involved do you think there's like a particular like theme that they could introduce that would introduce more fans or do you think that there's another way they could get more more people involved with lego i mean they're doing a pretty good job of checking all the boxes as far as like the you know what's popular now kind of thing i'm actually kind of shocked they didn't go with like a game of thrones set because that was so big for for a long time but like yeah. they're starting to like they're starting to branch into like movies and tv and all that stuff so i think they they know what they're doing yeah yeah there's i mean <laughs> yeah. they're they're getting there i mean like those jurassic park sets that you're talking about mm -hmm. i was surprised to see that we got more of those recently it's 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 incredible they they keep coming out with sets that I'm very surprised that they actually even are, you know, doing. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> they got they they uh they gotta check those nostalgia boxes because I mean I know you saw that that Atari set. Yeah. You know, come out. I was like, the, there's a lot of people excited about that too. So they're they're definitely they're like, hmm, all of our most of our adults are you know in that 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 range. Let's let's throw this set out here. No. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. The NES set remains as probably my favorite set that I've built in the last year. Admittedly, part of that was the nostalgia factors, thinking back to the days, because mm -hmm. uh, that was the perfect, like, that was the perfect timing for me, because I was, a, I was an NES kid as well. And so playing with the Nintendo when I was like eight or nine years old is probably like peak memory for me you know when i look back yeah. at those days and also playing with lego back then too and mm -hmm. so the fact that they're going after the atari generation you know i didn't expect that but it makes sense it makes sense because you know they're really tugging at the uh the heartstrings uh that a lot of nostalgic people will 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 go for so yeah. And that's, that's, that's a set I keep, I keep eyeing. Like sometimes like I, I have like yeah. a whole wish list set up and I, I look at it and I'm like, I gotta really like, do I, do I want this? I know I, I yeah. think I want this, but do I really like as far as a build goes? <laughs> Cause sometimes I gotta stop myself. I gotta be like, is, is this really what I want? You know? Cause I like the look of it, like the way it looks, but yeah. am I going to be happy with this, this purchase at the same time? So it's, it's kind of like it, and that's but that's how I ended up losing out on a lot of things like yep. going out, and, you know, getting retired. And I'm like, wait, I w actually did want that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I like I kind of look at it and then like I'll look at it for like a few, you know, a few yeah. months, maybe maybe six months or so. And then I'll be like either yes or no. And then if I say no, it's just like, OK, it's a no. It's a hard no. But yeah, that's yeah. one set I'm kind of looking at. I'm like, I, I want it for the nostalgia factor, but like is that is this really gonna like fit with everything else that you know i've i've bought and you know built or you yeah. know plan to build disco duck 99 in, in the chat asks is there a lego set that you aren't happy with it as far as one that i've i've built i'm not particularly happy with the with the new uh the, with the way they set up the build for a few sets, mainly R2, um, that I have the new R2 and, um, I, it, there, it has a little bit of technic, not a ton, but I really mm -hmm. struggled with that one because like, and of course I put a video up on TikTok of what happened, but 
Chaos Kitty, um, mm-hmm. Star Fox, decided to knock it over. And when it knocked over, it's in pieces. And I'm like, I had so much trouble with this build. The first time I built it, I really don't want to rebuild it again. So it kind of stayed like that for a couple of weeks before I was ready to tackle it again. But yeah. like some of the, sometimes sometimes the way Lego like they want you to just sit things there on a li- on a little tiny peg and I'm like this is wiggling I need this right. to be secure like right <laughs> so that that kind of thing that one kind of like there's aspects of it like of course I love R2 so I love the set but like as far as the build you know engineering there I'm like can we just like stick something in there to hold it still I I built the R2 two as well mm-hmm. like the new the new one and uh mm-hmm. that was actually the first big set i bought when getting back into lego but mm-hmm. then it was so delayed that i ended up building it after i built the daily bugle but that said i don't disagree with you there was actually a lot of technic in there more than i i don't know what i was expecting there was more than i had anticipated there to be and I can see how, like me, a lot of people were surprised by Technic. And then mm-hmm. the, the the potential for the complexity of like get like the side panels, getting those on right, or like the mechanism mm-hmm. that uh for the leg that pops out. Like it it's it's definitely more than I think anyone had a, like at first glance bargained for. Absolutely. I actually had to tear mine apart and rebuild it because of my le- the issue I had with the leg. Yeah. <laughs> because it wouldn't it wouldn't sit properly and I mm. had to go back and basically tear down half of the build to figure out where I went wrong, which yeah. is it, part of the reason why I'm like, I don't like Technic, yeah. but I still made myself tackle the beast uh ATAT because I was like, yeah. I really love this set and I want yeah. it. So I'm just going to I'm going to make it work. But like I was so paranoid for all the technic uh, sections because like sometimes the instructions aren't very clear for me when I'm looking at them as far as what's supposed to go where. Like sometimes the angles throw me off and then I put a peg in the wrong spot and it just messes (laughs) up the whole thing. So technic is is kind of the bane of my existence. (laughs) Did you build that one on stream? Yes, I did. And it, yeah. it took me it took me a fair while. I was building it, but I, granted I did take uh did take a few weeks off over the summer because I was trying to get rest and end up getting sick, but but um I did start it and it took me oof, probably close to 30, 35 hours maybe to build wow. that. Yeah. I haven't added up all the time yet. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> I download yeah, I download my VODs to put like um time lapses on YouTube. Whenever I, it's been a minute since I've worked on one, but so I download all my VODs like, but I'm, I'm scared to go back and look at all the time because one of those, uh, something my chat really likes to do is distract me so that I don't <laughs> like get very far in the build. Yeah. One stream, I did three hours and only put 50 pieces on the AT, <laughs> the entire stream. That's how yeah. bad that they had me distracted. So yeah. it's almost like a game to them sometimes, Yeah, but uh but it it's all in good fun, you know. How how do they distract you? What kind of methods do they employ? Channel redemptions. Um, sometimes they'll like, you know, they'll start talking about something and I'll go off on a rant and I'm just I'm just sitting here holding pieces in my mm-hmm. in my hand and I'm just like I've been talking about like something that, you know, I'm they they they'll they know how to throw like things I'll be passionate about in, in <laughs> chat. 
and yeah. and then I'll just be like talking for like you know thirty minutes, and then I haven't put a single piece on. They 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 get a kick out of it. You know the things that they they get you ranting about. Is there like a short list of things that they know that like they know they can get a reaction out of you from? Well, it's as far as like you know, as like ranting goes, it's more like I get excited and then I focus on that. Yeah. Uh, but one thing, one thing to always get me going is is driving and traffic. Mm. Yes, I I hate. I I live in a big city of like three three to five million people, depending on the area you consider. So there's yeah. a lot of people. So I I have a lot of experience. I have, I have a tendency to to attract. Um, I don't want to say crazy people because that's not very nice. But I have a tendency to attract attract people who are having a day, <laughs> and like <laughs> I will have to swerve or like I had I've had back in January I had somebody run me off the road like. I tend to attract everybody who's having a bad day in a car when I'm in a car. So oh, no. I hate driving. So I will yeah. go off on driving. Yeah. So I feel like driving, like the thought of, of driving or like being in those experiences while you're driving and someone cuts you off or whatever, you know, honks at you or whatever. I think, I <laughs> think it, it causes a, a lot of, even people you would consider calm, I don't know. I don't know what it is about driving because I have a lot of people in my life that generally they uh, their temperament is just very common, even keeled. But then when you get in the car with mm -hmm. them and they're in traffic and someone does something, they will lose it. And I get it. Like, I understand. <laughs> maybe maybe slightly guilty a little bit. <laughs> Thank you, Omen, in the chat. Uh, in regards to our talk about like different sets and things like that it says speaking of nostalgia are there any movies and shows from childhood that you'd like to see as a set like they did with the DeLorean from Back to the Future Ooh, um well they've kind of I mean they've kind of already checked the box for me with with Jurassic Park and then now with Hocus Pocus I mean literally pretty much pretty much lots of lots of things from the 90s would be like uh, okay I need that I need yeah. that yeah <laughs> So yeah, for me it was the DeLorean. Like that was mm -hmm. when that came out. I think I I I stayed up, you know, to to order it, knowing that, you know, I I, I didn't want to have to wait to to get it. And I don't live near a Lego store, so I was like, okay, I need to mm -hmm. order it, and I I need to order it early enough where it doesn't get delayed or get back ordered or anything like that. So. That's that's, yeah, that's going to be me with Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I can already tell you with Hocus Pocus, it's going to be me for sure. I'm trying to I'm trying to think like I'm sure there's like some things that where if they actually came out with it, I'm like, I didn't know I needed this, but I need it. Yeah, because Lego has a way to do that to me. Um, But there, yeah. I would probably say like pretty much anything that was like major in the 90s. Like the only thing that doesn't keep me from buying uh, a lot of the like Disney sets the Disney princess sets is I don't like the mini figures that they like oh. I don't know I don't know what they're called but like the little characters that they put with those mm -hmm. I would prefer it if they had like actual mini figures like I would probably buy more of that set if it wasn't the um, the different characters definitely I think that I yeah that, that's um that's a good point. I mean, I like minifigures in general. So when when things mm -hmm. are not in that format, when it's not a minifig, mm -hmm. I always I, I I tend to go, why isn't it just a minifig? So I hear you on, on exactly. that one completely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And well, and another thing, like with the, the thing that kept me from getting a lot of the new like Jurassic Park sets mm-hmm. is that they're like one piece. It's like I went to the store and bought like a toy from the toy section. Like, no, I want to build this dinosaur. I don't want you to give it to me already built. Right. So right, that's right. kind of, yeah, that's kind of something that's kind of stopped me from, from buying uh, a lot of the new stuff. I mean, I did get I did get the one where I actually got the T-Rex rampage, which I find interesting that Lego didn't like try to pick a different name for it because there's also a similar set with the same name. And so if you type in T-Rex rampage, you get both sets. So like they're pretty much the exact same thing. So for one says Jurassic Park and the other one does just says T-Rex rampage. Yeah, that is interesting. Like how they they sometimes name sets or re- or, or name them things that are close enough to something that already exists or is almost mm-hmm. pretty much identical so yeah because there's a, it's t-rex bre- breakout i think is what it's called there's two sets called t-rex breakout just one says like jurassic park and then one oh. doesn't yeah so yeah is it safe to say like any any further jurassic park sets that you come out you'll probably pick up probably like what i really want lego to do is to make a velociraptor that you can build yeah. like you can build the t-rex like i really want them to do that and i was kind of hoping with the new jurassic world movie that they would do that yeah but they they haven't yet so i'm hoping that is eventually in the works down the road that that's something that i would really want there's there's so many there's so many things right there's so many things that we could yes we we only wish that lego would do but i don't know i i'm also like like I said earlier, with with some of the things they've come out, I'm not necessarily surprised, but I'm also very much in the in the realm of oh yeah, that makes total sense, uh, but I didn't expect it. So who know who knows what they'll come out with? You know, as as someone who builds Lego and you're you know you stream, you have this community. Do you have any uh, thoughts on where you want to take your stream? And, and the fact that you build Lego, is there is there something you want to uh, experiment with uh, on on your stream or, or the content that you're making? I'm constantly like on the lookout for for ideas um, as far yeah. as like how to, you know, not necessarily just like up the Lego, but things fun things for people to do, like while they're in chat and, yeah. and things like that. So um i actually just recently added because chat likes to distract me a distraction counter so if you go (laughs) into my chat and type exclamation point squirrel it will add to the counter yeah and it actually like sends back a little emote of a squirrel um holding a nut and so it's just like it i just constantly (laughs) i don't really like have like a a set plan i just like i try to wait for things to just come to me and i'm like okay we're gonna do that that's what we're gonna do how 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 has that worked out for you? Do you like whenever you add something, is there is there a particular thing that you're just like, oh, here's a random idea, and now it's just totally stuck, and it's like a core part of your content? Not really. I like I experiment with a lot of stuff. Like some yeah. some stuff I bring in. Like I I basically I basically use stream as my testing ground at the same time to figure yeah. out what works and what doesn't. So yeah. I'll throw stuff out there and if it's not really like well used, well, I'll go ahead and remove it and then try to find something to like replace it. But uh, but yeah, like I use it basically as my testing ground. Like I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this would be a good idea. And so I bring it around and then I let 
I basically let the community decide whether it stays or goes. What would you tell someone who is trying to figure out what they want their stream to be? Someone who's new or fresh to the brick building or Twitch community. And they're kind of at this point where like, what, what do I do? How do I get like, how do I, you know, maybe they just started streaming, but they're, they're like, well, how do, how do I become successful? What would, what would you tell them? Just try everything, try and fail. Uh, you're going to fail sometimes. Sometimes you're going to succeed. Just, just keep trying until you succeed. Um, I initially built my community from interacting with other uh, streamers and you know what they all, everybody says networking, networking, but nobody ever really tells you (laughs) what that is. But I just Uh say like, if you just try everything, um, a lot of people use like social media and stuff. Like I'm, I don't really promote too much on it. Like I just recently got a Twitter just because mm-hmm. I don't like really spend a whole ton, a ton of time on social media. Like I'm either on Twitch or I'm on discord and that's pretty much it. Um, mm-hmm. Just try and try and figure out what works for you. And if you do go into other people's stream, don't go into other people's streams with the expectation that they're going to come to yours. Yeah. Just go in and meet people and make friends. And, you know, if you genuine, if you genuine, genuinely, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you know, find people that you enjoy, like, and you, you know, you make friendships, those people will come support you. Like, I'm not saying to go into other people's streams with the intention of, you know, getting, getting something back. But yeah. if you do go, like, just go to hang out and make friends and no, no expectations. But like a lot of people and a lot of people give people that advice to go just to go try and get people to come into your stream. And I say, I say, no, if yeah. you're going to go into other per- person's stream, you're there for that person and to interact with chat. And if you make friendships from there, that's awesome. And like people on the LJM on YouTube, he'll tell you not to do that at all. He's like, don't don't network at all. Just be yourself and try to find ways to make yourself more visible and, and attract people into your stream. Don't go into, the, you know, others with the ex- expectation that somebody's going to, you know, join join your stream. Yeah. there's obviously there's no guarantees and you're just setting yourself up for disappointment that way and nobody really like people want you to be there genuinely like at, because you want to be there not because you want something from them that's i mean that's great advice i definitely agree with that and i believe that it's fun it's funny that you bring up like networking because i you know you hear that all the time when you hear like hey how can i how can I grow my stream? How can I grow my Twitch channel? And then inevitably someone says uh, networking. But I think uh, I think people don't see it in the way that you just described, right? Where, where it's ideally you're making uh, genuine connections with other people and getting to know others in, in, in the Twitch community or in our case, the brick building community. It doesn't have to be as nefarious as as it might sound right like going in being yeah. like hey my name's more i'm a streamer too uh do you want to be friends you know like yeah right it's it's more it's more about building something more organic or more genuine and authentic with with other people if you're a streamer and mm-hmm. you make friends with other streamers eventually it will come out up that you're a streamer and some people like will just check your profile anyway and then they'll find out that you're a streamer there's no need to like you know go into somebody else and be like hey can you shout me out real quick even though we just met five (laughs) seconds ago 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> which I haven't really had a problem with, with at all. And like, you know, like I said, I've always, whenever I go in, I go in with no expectations other than to get getting to know the community that I'm around. Yeah. And I've met like really awesome, you know, people as a result. Um, yeah. And yes, so some of those people have shown up to my stream, but it, like I had absolutely no intentions of anybody, you know, no showing up. Yeah. It was just I needed to socialize, which is, you know, Twitch is my way of socializing. So I went into other people's streams and I socialized. When I go into other people's streams and I talk or I chat, uh, I, I always feel weird mentioning that stuff. So I don't. That's like I never in in some cases I almost avoid it. Right. Where there's like <laughs> there's a very easy in to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like you, you can easily say you stream without saying you stream i even avoid those mm -hmm. personally because i never want to come across as that kind of person like you said if you spend enough time in someone's chat or community it's very clear that eventually it will be discovered that you stream or that you you do mm -hmm. something on twitch if it, if that is indeed something that you do so i i appreciate that thought because i think a lot of people work super hard to to get get that right and it's it's really mm -hmm. not i don't like doing it. it feels inauthentic it doesn't feel right mm -hmm. but that but that's also like the first piece of advice like a lot of people will throw out there i'm like no that's not you, that's yeah. not that's not what you need to do you yeah. know and, and and i know a lot of people a lot of the big streamers like they don't even they don't even raid most of the time like sometimes yeah. they'll raid to like surprise somebody some random person yeah. they'll be like oh we're gonna drop you know to surprise somebody but like yeah. often they if you're trying to make it as a streamer which my goal of streaming is to socialize and to make friends and you know have fun you yeah. know growth of course is you know it's nice it's nice but like if you're trying to actually like make it as a streamer yeah networking the way people recommend is definitely not the way to go you're right you're right in that it comes up a lot it really does. And I just, I don't, I've never felt, I've never felt comfortable. <laughs> with yeah. that. And part yeah. of me kind of feels scummy. Like when, because yeah. I remember early on in my career, I, I, I think I've seen a lot of those same, those same recommendations. And I remember thinking that I was like, there's no way that I can even do that and not feel bad about it. So I just remember mm -hmm. not, not ever doing that. And I, I remember thinking, well, if that, that's how it goes for me and i never make any friends on twitch then i guess yeah you know yeah that's how that's how i i felt about it i'm like if if you know it's gonna if i'm gonna be and the fun the funny thing is when i started streaming i had literally like zero expectations of what yeah. it has become it's been it's been a really awesome you know journey but i really thought that i was gonna be streaming to two people forever you know, oh, yeah. and it yeah. just it just happened like I just happened to get to know people and then people started, you know, showing up because they I got to know them, you know, and I made friendships, which, of course, I wouldn't trade for the world. But yeah. like I literally like I was like, I'm, I'm coming into this with zero expectations. So there's zero disappointment. I think that's that is a fair way to to even look at it. Honestly, I think a lot of people get false expe expectations when it comes to streaming honestly mm -hmm. uh we you know we touched on this in a previous episode talking to a uh, disco duck actually uh he he made a joke about you know and and to some degree it was accurate for his experience as well as where he thought 
I could just turn on the camera and go for it. And then people are going to start showing up, which is not really how it goes per se. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't just start streaming and then you're suddenly streaming to like hundreds of people, you know, it's just, it doesn't work that way. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely like a lot of people, but like I said, since growth isn't my main goal, yeah, I don't really like, I don't really like post a whole lot on YouTube or a lot on Twitter or, or TikTok or something like, that. like if right. I have something that's, you know, funny that I want to share or things like that, then I'll throw it out there. But, um, a lot of like Twitch discoverability is, is not, not the best. <laughs> it definitely. could definitely use some some improvements uh but i know a lot of people also talk about like how youtube youtube is a lot better especially yeah. if you're, you're familiar with the algorithm and like all this stuff and then people will start showing up to your, your twitch stream because like a, a lot of the big twitch streamers were previously youtubers or you know mm -hmm. do some version of something else to you know get discoverability but yeah I'm very, I'm very curious. You and I were talking earlier about the new tagging system or rather the changes to it. And so I'm very mm -hmm. curious to see after it's had enough time to proliferate and, uh, kind of be widely, uh, more used by, by streamers and hopefully, uh, the audience, cause that's, that's where it'll really hopefully be useful is I'm very curious to see how if at all, it will impact discoverability because now, now people, you know, one, they can add more tags and two, they can honestly type in whatever tags they want. So I'm, I'm, I'm really curious, you know, for the, for this system to work, it's going to require streamers to start using tags more diligently and hopefully more accurately. And then two, it's going to require users or people who are browsing streams to either click on an existing tag that they're seeing in a stream that they're watching or start typing and searching for tags they they like will it work i don't know so i'm really curious to see if it will improve things at all i guess it can only go up honestly given the the lack of of uh finding other people on twitch Definitely. but yeah who knows who knows where it'll go i'm very curious to see it yeah yeah I'm actually pretty excited about that because there's been some times where I've tried to, I was like, oh, this would be a good tag. But then I would type it in and yeah. like, you can't use this. Wait, this is not one of the preset ones. Like, yeah. why not? Why not? Yeah. All those so. preset ones have gone out the window and now it's whatever we want it to be, which is interesting. I noticed in the first day, I don't think, I think it was a combination of not everyone having it yet because they were rolling it out slowly, but a combination of that and people not just being aware of it. Uh, so I'm hoping over the coming weeks that it becomes more familiar for the streamers and for, for the people who are watching Twitch to, to hopefully like make it a part of their, their experience on Twitch. One thing that they did note because someone in chat, Scotty saying seems kind of open for abuse. I mean, there's all there's a bunch of filters already built into it and it'll tell you if there's certain tags you can't use so uh if you if you use something you will get an error message if it's not appropriate or if it seems like an a, abuse of the system i imagine you know stuff can still happen but i imagine that i'm hoping i'm crossing my fingers that they they learn really quickly <laughs> how it how it can be how it can you know not be broken but yes. we'll see 
We'll see. Yeah. And also like workarounds too, because I've noticed a lot of that, like how a lot of people get around uh, TOS is, you know, changing a letter or something in their, oh, yeah. in their name. And it's still, has, it's still the word. And it's like, yeah. hopefully they start working on a better, you know, filtering system for that, uh, yeah. which they usually do. They're pretty well with like the ban words yeah. the like like you can like put an asterisk so anything that's like similar will get yeah. will get banned but or removed from chat but i hope that they do because you know there's always going to be that one person that tries to oh, work yeah. around it so. yeah i would i i hope so and i know that as part of their process with this particular feature they really and i i mean i'm only i only know what they've told us but you know mm -hmm. they've made a point to say we really took the time on this feature and we talked to a lot of streamers about it early on. So I'm hoping that that came back to them, that some streamers were like, Hey, like if someone wants to be horrible about it, like I hope you have something in place, whether it's similar to like you just said, you know, band word, the band word system, they they're also mm -hmm. using some AI that recognizes suspicious uh accounts and words hopefully something like that is also a part of this feature i don't know we'll find out uh yeah. it's only a couple days old so but i i would encourage folks who are listening when you hear this or those of you watching right now to to kind of look at the tag system and you know i would challenge streamers to find 10 tags whenever they go live that makes sense for their stream too so uh We'll see. Maybe, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. And honestly, if you're a brick brick building member of the community, whether you're a viewer or a streamer, don't forget to use brick building. Don't forget you could use yes. Lego now. Lego is now a thing. Although I'm I'm staring, <laughs> I was staring at uh some channels, and uh, I I'm noticing again because it's probably early. Some have have zero tags at all. People that I follow, so it's like. I don't know if they're going to, I, I, I wonder how that's going to affect people's viewership, right? Because sometimes people just discover you by clicking or searching for brick building or, and people who aren't using those tags may get missed now. So we'll see. It's definitely something people need to make a part of their routine when they start their stream is look at those tags and start like enter them as they go. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to play around with that after. Yeah. After stream because you told me about it. And I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. Like I. It's so I was, fresh. It was like brand it's so new, new to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fresh. It's so new. I've been playing with it. I've been figuring out like what what tags I want to use. And my my streams over the last several days have been widely different. You know, I streamed. You know, I I mean, I'm streaming this, but I've also streamed different games. So I think that there's just a lot of learning for everyone mm -hmm. involved in terms of your own stream what does what does the future for for fireheart and and your channel uh hold what what, what kind of things do you have uh planned for your for your stream uh, i am actually working on my 500 follower celebration uh we're not there yet um, but one of my ideas is to let chat do my makeup, <laughs> which <laughs> is either going to go hilariously good or hilariously bad. We'll see how this yeah. goes. 
but uh, knowing my chat, uh, you're probably going to come in and I'm going to have like, you know, eyeliner here and then like blush up here and like yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. But I thought that would be something fun, fun to do with them. Um, and But we're, we're not quite there yet. We're yeah. we're getting close, but not there yet but and then i think thought maybe i would also play like some games i've never played before like a lot of people like want me to play the hard like you know games like getting over it or something oh, maybe i'll play man. some of that and, you yeah. know like you know yeah. just, just i got a few things in the works i love it i love the getting over it stream i i have thought about doing a getting over it stream and if i don't do it i would encourage you to <laughs> but I thought about doing the I will play getting over it until I beat the game. But uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know if Is I'll there ever an beat end to that. that game. Yeah, there's an end to the game. That's the whole point. Like that's yeah, like it, there's there's an end. Like you can beat it. So the I know, right? And so <laughs> I'm worried that I'll never beat it. I'm worried that I'll be like 20 hours in and I'm like, I can't do this, guys. Maybe I just need to cap it. Actually, that's a good idea. Be like 20 hours or the stream ends in 20 hours or when I beat this game. Who knows? Anyway, there there you go. There's an idea. Uh, I don't know what you want to do. But so 500 follower celebration. That's exciting. Uh, more on that later. Is that something you'll share when the time comes? Yes. Yeah. Basically, I I will share. I'll probably I'll definitely share on my stream, uh, but also you know in my in my Discord as well. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. Congratulations on that milestone. Five hundred follows is huge. I feel like anything, you know, like anytime we hit one of those milestones, it's always something like cause for celebration. So I hope that goes. Uh, really well for you uh i'll definitely share that out when when you have more information on it as well now that you've done most of this show with me tonight uh is there anyone that you know in the twitch community that you would like to see go through this this experience the the crossing the streams uh guest experience Ooh. um hmm. I would like to see, I, I don't know if I'm, he may have been on the show before, uh, but I would like to see Bent, uh, Star Wars pop lover. I think that would, that would be awesome. Um, or even your nerdy girl. One we did have your nerdy girl be. on. We did have her. Oh, on. oh you did. You did. Yeah, okay. I might, I might have to go back and watch that VOD. Yeah, it's a good episode, but uh, we haven't had Bent on. So that would be, that would be a really good one. Definitely. I want to thank you for hanging out with me on this show and and talking about Twitch and Lego and what it means to to be a content creator on Twitch. Uh thank thank you for hanging out with me. Uh Aylin. I just it, it it was a ton of fun. Thank you for for being here. Definitely. Thank you for having me. As is tradition, I often give the floor to the guest for any parting words that they might have. For anyone who is listening to this episode. Uh, so I give the floor to you to close out the episode. I just want to say uh, thank you for listening. And if you're sitting on the fence about uh, streaming on Twitch, go for it. <laughs>